I just recently finished reading 20 Fragments of a Ravenous Youth by Xiaolu Guo or Guo Xiaolu. Um, she's an author who was born in China and um, spent a lot of her adolescence in uh, the US and I think subsequently made uh, some trips back to China. Um, so she, I really enjoyed this book. It is about the dreams of a 17-year-old uh, girl who leaves her village uh, for the big city of Beijing. And um, there are so many themes in this book of, um, of moving on to a city, of leaving her roots behind, of loneliness, of dreams... Um, of meeting people, uh, like-minded people, of um, her different lovers and her struggles and um, just going home and uh, just dif- different themes that um, are interwoven together in a sort of like a, like a mosaic memoir. I, I very much enjoyed the the way that it was written in 20 short little excerpts that shows glimpses of um, her life as she struggles and tries to find a way in, in the city as a, as a scriptwriter, uh, first starting out as a caliphate actress, uh, auditioning for <laughs> nameless roles uh, with, with no speech, uh, with no voice parts in, in the films that she would play in. So it was just, um, uh, I liked it because it was just written very simply. I believe that uh, Guo Xiaolu wrote it in Mandarin and then she subsequently um, got it translated uh, with her own, you know, uh, writing the translation in collaboration with native language, uh, English speakers. So it has the intonation of a book that was first written in Mandarin and then translated to English. And that's what I really like about um, native Chinese speaker uh, translated English books, like I, I don't think it makes sense for them to get an uh, English writer to write it because I somehow feel that it doesn't, um, it loses the cadence and like the, um, the essence or the flavor of, of, of a Mandarin writer and native speaker. So I, I really like the essence of the, of this book. Um, one of the pages that I felt was very um one of the one of the parts of the book was this part where she describes how she eventually decides to leave her village and um i I kind of resonated with some of that uh I didn't leave a village I left my home city 
in my 30s and it was something that I was thinking about doing for a long time so <coughs> sorry I think she encapsulates the idea of longing to to see something else uh, very very well very succinctly so I read um, this part on page 66 of fragment 7 um, I picked up the cigarette packet that had probably been emptied by my father, took the pen that my father must have once used, and wrote, Mother, I want to go out and take a look around. I'm going to find a job. Your daughter, Fen Fang. I put the cigarette packet on the table and weighted it down with a blue glazed bowl. Then I picked up the suitcase and walked out, crunching over dried leaves as I went. My footsteps were impatient, and the suitcase was light in my hand. It was as though I had done this a hundred times before. The hills, the fields, the well and the river. I looked at these things I was le- leaving, and already they were becoming my memories. That's it. Uh, that's my book review of 20 Fragments of a Ravenous Youth by Guo Xialu. Or Xiaolu Guo, I highly recommend it. Today we'll be discussing Eckhart Tolle's Practicing the Power of Now. So if you're not sure who he is, he's a very famous author, spiritualist, who wrote The Power of Now. And when I was going through a very difficult time in my life, I basically, this uh, one of my friends recommended The Power of Now. And... That book really got me through some very hard times. And even today, uh, I still apply the the practice of being in the present moment uh, to this day. And although modern day is really embracing the concept of being in the present moment, which is, you know, akin to meditation and all that, and it, it's sort of like something that it, that that is um kind of become more like a trend or fad. Uh, I can really attest to the power of meditation in um uh, applying applying these concepts into our daily lives to make wiser decisions for ourselves. Because uh when we don't act from uh impulse or anxiety and fear. So anxiety is like uh, worry about the future and depression is like hanging on to the past uh, when we're able to just be in the moment we we no longer live in fear or anxiety and there's actually a very powerful place uh, to to be in and part of this being in the moment uh, is also understanding where you're at at any given point in time and the way to do that is really to connect with your inner self. It's sort of like you ask yourself how you're feeling at any given moment at one time. I know it sounds very woo-woo, uh, but I actually think that if we, if we don't do that, right, like if we don't address um, our, our inner selves and, and if we don't listen to ourselves, um, all that emotion gets stored in the body and we carry those emotions 
that are unlistened to, not attended to uh, for the rest of our lives. So this is like why people still talk about childhood trauma as adults or some people who never address their trauma uh, turn to addictions to, to escape the present moment because they are unable to, to, be, to be in, in their bodies, to, to be in the moment where, where the pain is too much to bear. So I'm not saying that like if you have a traumatic childhood to kind of like um, attack it all at once or imagine that it will go away immediately but it is sort of like like a sort of like a knot that you have to undo slowly. Um, the negative emotions or the sort of I think everyone does go through some kind of trauma. I mean maybe it might not be major. Maybe you don't have things like um, you know, or divorced parents, or for me, it's more like a fame shadow, which I will talk about. Uh, in in time to come, but maybe you don't have like very traumatic experiences, but everyone, you know, like everyone goes through different sorts of sort of afflictions, um, bullying or. Uh, being misunderstood or being passed over or just unfair treatment or unequal treatment and just things like that. So the thing is, the negative emotions that come up, uh, if we're able to address them and that's part of being the moment, uh, our body feels lighter. And so recently I've been reading uh, one of... Eckhart Tolle's other books, which is Practicing the Power of Now, as I mentioned earlier. And on page 25, like, I'm inspired to share this. It says that if you cannot feel your emotions, if you are cut off from them, you will eventually experience them on a purely physical level as a physical problem or symptom. So through my work as a doctor, I have found that this is true. Um, if I'm able to just connect with, like, be in the present moment, connect with my patients where they're at, uh, to address their concerns in that very moment, I can feel that it does more than giving them a very intellectual talking down or, like, um, giving them a diagnosis, like, putting a label to things like oh the diagnosis is called like this um I don't feel that that is very healing at all uh if in the present moment I am able to say um if you have been having dara you must be feeling very dehydrated or you know we are going to give you a cannula and we're going to run some normal cell line and that will make you feel better and we, and you know, I say like, oh, you, you must be rather concerned about how, what your blood test showed. It showed that your total white cell counts uh, were 15,000 and the CRP was uh, 25. So uh, it's not too high. There's nothing much to worry about at this point. You know, if we, if as a physician, I'm able to kind of connect with the fears and the anxieties, at the moment, I, I feel that it actually does 
a lot more than just telling them okay you have colitis and you need antibiotics and uh yeah so so that that's that's um that's that's my experience and i also feel that when i encourage patients to talk about their their day-to-day or their their concerns at any point in time i really i really can see that they get better like almost immediately or the next day i uh when i round or when i see them again i really feel like uh they get a lot more energized or they, they just look a lot more alive so i believe there's really something to this that um your body is a source of wisdom and emotions that are not paid attention to like a little child it doesn't go away it just compounds and i think everyone needs to needs to has the responsibility to tend to um that inner child that wounded inner child that they carry with them in order to lead uh better fulfilled lives yeah so that's just my two cents uh my personal experience uh both in my personal life and my professional life um in understanding Eckhart Tolle meditation and and the power of now um I encourage you to try it for yourself okay uh have a have a good evening and take care Hi guys, today we'll be doing something a little bit different. We'll be having a reading of a Chinese poem and um, followed by English translation. Um, it's not translated by me, it is a translation I found on the Chinese uh, search engine Baidu.com. So this is one of my favorite Chinese poems. Uh, that I recently discovered after reading 20 Fragments of a Ravenous Youth. This poem was mentioned in there. And uh, I'm going to find the actual poem in Chinese. And I must say that it touched my heart greatly. The name of the poem is 面朝大海,春暖花开, which literally translates to facing the ocean, the warmth, I feel the warmth of spring and flowers blossom. It is a very poetic, uh, literary sort of picture. And um, I think the simplicity of the words is part of the authenticity and spirit of the poem. Um, one interesting thing about it is that uh, the poet, his name is Haizi, so Haizi eventually killed himself at the tender age of 25. There are many theories as to why he did that. Um, one of it was he had difficult uh, romantic relationships and uh, struggled to find uh, success in the literary world. And also that he was often um, melancholic. And uh, I think there was some some reports that he also suffered from 
schizophrenia as well. So having said all that, the poem is still a rather uplifting one and one that I found um, lots of comfort and joy reading. So let's start with the Chinese version. 从明天起做一个幸福的人为马劈柴周游世界从明天起关心粮食和蔬菜我有一所房子面朝大海春暖花开从明天起和每一个亲人通行告诉他们我的幸福那幸福的闪电告诉我的我将告诉每一个人给每一条河每一座山取一个温暖的名字陌生人我也为你祝福愿你有一个灿烂的前程愿你有情人终成眷属愿你在城市获得幸福我只愿面朝大海春暖花开so this is an English translation. I've made a few of my own edits. Uh, facing the sea with spring blossoms, from tomorrow I'll be a happy man. Grooming, chopping, traveling all over the world. From tomorrow I will only care about food and vegetables. I'll live in a house facing the sea with the spring blossoms. From tomorrow, write to all of my dear ones, tell them of my happiness. What the lightning of happiness has told me, I will spread to all of them. Give a name for every river and every mountain. Strangers, I wish you happiness. May you have a bright future. May all of us eventually unite. And may you enjoy happiness in this earthly world. For me, I only wish to face the sea with spring blossoms. That's it. Happy reading.